This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Barnabas Piper talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. To today's episode of Table Mouth Tents, I'm Aaron, and with me, of course, are Barnabas and Dave. Guys, what's going on? Still not sleeping. Still not sleeping. Still not sleeping. Your dog's keeping you up. Freaking dog. Your fur baby. He's my fur baby. <laughs> he's, he's my. Every that, morning at that, five a.m., I wake up. <laughs> is that better or worse than a book baby? Um, uh, huh. Oh, let's think about that. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't I'm gonna, know. I'm going to go oh. with worse. Really? For yeah. a variety okay. of reasons. Would you like me to defend my claim? Yes. I'm trying to try keep it going to be weird. I was going to say. Well, okay. So Content. first of all, as Jeff Metters tried to defend on a recent episode. <laughs> and failed. Yeah, of course he failed because it's a, it's a not a defensible statement to call no. something a book baby. However, he did say that there was a certain amount of effort and labor that went into it. There's That's a moderately true statement. No effort and labor goes into getting a dog. Raising a dog, sure, but like it's not your baby. You pick the thing up from the dog on pound. So, but that's not if, effort. What if one did deliver? <laughs> second, sec, second I'm not of all, I have. Second sure. of all, and how can I say this delicately? <laughs> you say something delicately. There is no. something. This is the don't get fired moment of the week. Uh, there's something oddly bestial about calling an animal of another species. Your baby. Mm. It's a it's a it's little, reverse bestial. It's a little weird. <laughs> Just a touch. So no, not it's not fur, your not fur, baby. fur baby dog. <laughs> I'm squeamish. Uh, yeah. So yeah, book, book baby's bad. Fur baby is worse. Yeah, uh, guys, good. Uh, I know. We're, so bear, bear, bear this the, is a new bear record. The puppy is not good. Oh, no. What's well, that? That uh, we're two minutes in and it got weird. Oh, well. Yeah, well I mean, done. Should, what else well do you done. Wait, are we Listen. trying to beat? Are we trying to beat this record? I'm like, okay. Well, shoot, I, feel... I didn't know this was a contest. I got. I, we can do better. Yeah, I, we'll do that next time. Next time. I so. feel cheated upon in this tricast. Yeah, why is that? Yeah, you guys were like going off. Say we were exclusive. Yeah, you're all you know getting all cozy up with with matters without me. Relationship, Dave. (laughs) And you know who was victimized by this first? (laughs) Not you. Me twice, <laughs> twice. So, once. When, so that makes it okay. Now once with an author who may or may I not apologize. be a favorite of ours. I apologize. Isn't that enough for you? All right. I don't believe you did. You, I believe you've gloated. You were you all. You, you were off gallivanting in Denver. All right. Working with Leif. Yeah. <laughs> I call it gallivanting. You were having fun with the, uh, then, the blazers. Then, yeah. fun, when fun, I wasn't gallivanting fun. anywhere, you brought in another guest <laughs> who is apparently funnier than I am, according to various I, social media posts, whoever runs the Malcontents Pod Twitter <laughs> account. I'm not sure which of you clowns that is, but I don't believe you'll, we you'll said. I don't know. believe we said funnier. No, we said different. No, 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 that, no, was different. The, different. that was the implication. No, 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 oh, no, that's no, how you no, read no, it. no, 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 no. Yeah, that's because my feelings were already. We trying to make Wait, up for the snark that was Those feelings was left. that I'm vaguely aware of, but right. I may or may not have, were injured. Okay. So, yes, oh, Dave, man. this open relationship can cause some harm sometimes unless you are thick-skinned and can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I know. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What are you is trying to book, do? Is this a book track cast? What's going on? Apparently we're dealing what, with some relationship issues. I know, issues. really? Are we talking about relationship books today, guys? 
No, is that, what we're doing? that is the worst thing ever. That is right the worst there. thing. No, well, okay, so we're not no, but serious that. question. Why no. are no, 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 no? We're going to talk about this right now. We're going to talk about this. Okay. Relationship books. We're going to need oh to. You know, why is it that? No, it's really just one question. <laughs> Put your knife away. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnabas has an. He has a weapon. I'm just saying. Yeah, I use it's a knife a, like a, children use fidget spinners. So it's true. It's true. It's a little. It, it, I forget that it weirds people out when I start, no, like, he flicking a knife open it's, in it's meetings. On, it's on the table right now, you know? Right. It's just, just kind of staring at me. Okay, that's yeah. good. That's it's good. My, my knife, that's my right. pen, my wallet, and my phone. The it's only thing missing is my keys because they're in my, my jacket mm. pocket. Okay. So there you go. At did least you, you know where you have, your keys are. Did you have a question? Yeah, what were the relationship books? Why are they so terrible? Like, just the fact that it's like, why do people expect that a... Um, well, or you know, it's not just about marriage, but like, like, no, just I, I'm going to name it only because it's very widely sure. Read. Do it. Five love languages. Sure. Let's just kind of throw that one out there. Uh, you look nervous, Dave. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm, he's I'm treading thinking, lightly. I'm thinking Don't worry. Gary Chapman, Gary Chapman doesn't listen, and Moody Publishers no. is not going to be offended if you say something bad because all publicity is good publicity. No, it's a fun, it sells a million it's a copies fun, a year. Yeah. Helpful book. It is. Yeah. Sure. Um, I don't know. You know, of all the marriage books and anything like that, they, they certainly have a purpose. So sure. I'm not going to. Uh, no, not I can't all, read not all marriage all. books have a purpose. <sighs> a lot of them are pointless. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Have a new husband by Friday. Have a new wife by Thursday. I'd say most of Kevin Lehman's books, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Speaking of, yeah, serial, yeah. serialized. Uh, yeah, we're getting crazy there. right there. We're getting there. Yeah. Have a new so. fill in the blank. That's when, like, marketing has just gone overload right there. there yeah, I, but relationship books that like raise awareness of things you should consider and give like di- sort of general direction of like, hey, here's how you can work on these things can be helpful. Almost all of them are formulaic, though. They're almost all sure. like, if you all do right. this, then things will be fixed, and that's false okay. and unhelpful. All right, that's um, also true of parenting books, by the way. Yeah, same same basic issue. Do very, you have very a favorite parenting book that's no. been most helpful to you? I have read almost no parenting books that I find helpful. I just don't find I, I they, they almost none of them say things that like if if you're paying attention as a parent, all the stuff they say is obvious. <laughs> I'm, I'm really just poking to see what's what's <laughs> there. That's it. True or false? I'm coming at this with with Dave's mild to no yeah, opinion. I mean, I don't just, think I, you're not right. I haven't. Re- I mean, I, I I like when someone's come. All right, when someone comes out with the new fill in the blank parenting, marriage, yeah. other relationship book. Yeah, I roll my eyes because there is nothing new under the sun. But also, it's just there's just been a lot that's out there in yeah. the point where well, can it, it just doesn't. The resonate difference with is books that deal with specific issues. So, like if, for example, if you're an adoptive parent and there are issues, you know, a ch- a child is coming out of a traumatic situation or there are separation issues, like that's a specific issue, and there are resources and books that are super helpful in that. If your marriage is in a particularly difficult spot, or your spouse has cheated on you, or their spouse is an alcoholic, like there are resources that deal with specific kinds of things. Those are really helpful. But like a book about like how to have a good marriage or how to have like how to raise a good kid is they're almost universally, like, generalistic, lame, and unhelpful. Yep. Or or they're written by people who have no business writing them, which tends to be – I know yeah. we have to tread lightly no, but, gets to some yeah. degree. But, I mean, I mean, like, here's the thing. If you've been married for – if you've been married for 
I'm just going to, I think if you've been less, married less than 20 years, please don't ever write a marriage book. You just haven't seen enough. Unless it's on a very specific niche well, thing that is unique to your relationship. I I, I generally agree with that. Okay. I think, and the, my problem with parenting books is that there are often awesome parents who raise terrible kids. Yep. And awesome kids who come from terrible parents. Mm -hmm. This is not an uncommon thing. So when you lucked into raising wonderful children and you decided to write a book about how you did it, you're not giving nearly enough credit to the fact that you don't get credit for that. (laughs) Right. All right. All right. So this begs the question with all of it. So where are we getting our information then? Are you becoming better parents Better spouses, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm asking this, like, this general question because I'm thinking. My, I'm thinking as I'm listening to that. I'm like, huh? Where did I mean? Well, most there have been some of these well, books that I have found most helpful. Of being sure. a good, but I don't look at them as like, oh man, this is like my gospel manual. Most right of being here, a good so. parent or yeah. a good spouse or a good anything is having good character. Like it, mm-hmm. call, the fruits of the spirit. Sure. You know, like this, and um, and I don't mean the. I don't mean to make it simplistic because that's yeah. much more profound than it is simplistic. So if yeah. if you if you're if you're Character spiritually and relationally is being built that way. Like you're in really good shape on both sides. I, I absolutely agree with you, and I'll give you I'll illustrate. <laughs> well, it's not really illustrate, but this morning uh, I've started a two-year CLC group, so I'm gonna be tired on Fridays now because it's six to eight in the morning. But we did talk about we were talking about tyranny of the urgent. What is CLC? Christian leadership concepts. Okay, there, there you, you go. go. So mm. it's a but a friend of church is leading it, and it's very interesting so you far. You going through Jim Collins books? No, we okay. Mm-hmm. That was not. That's not. You know, I looked ahead. Uh, I heard he's really great for Christian leaders to learn from. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> Dave, I don't Con- understand what that just means. Content, Dave, content. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> right. So, uh, Dave, that doesn't no, uh, translate into audio. I have audio. a legitimate point. <laughs> I have a legitimate point. Right. Dave is back, right. everybody. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm but back, uh, baby. no, no, no. But, you know, we were talking about just you know priorities being out of whack, essentially, and um, you know, it, you know, it goes back to yeah. When you're saying like character, if if you're focusing your relationship with the Lord, it's amazing what happens with those other priorities right. uh, down. It doesn't mean like you don't. You're never gonna have more time than what you have. The reality is, you just you you have more clarity in what what God wants you to focus on and what you, you know how you spend time with your, with sure. your spouse, with your children, with your work, with friends or whatever that may be. Those inherently can improve because of that. Doesn't mean anything's perfect. Yeah. Nothing is ever perfect. But it's uh but it, it's funny, it kind of kept coming back to that fact. Like, yes, you focus on your character, building I, that the way God wants you to. That's I it. think one of the shortcomings of the Christian publishing industry, and I say this while swimming in these waters, all of us are, right, yeah. is that I mean, I don't know that it's an industry problem as much as it is, you know, a market demand issue. People want books to solve problems that that their character ought to be solving. So if you are a humble, repentant person, most of your issues that you're looking to books to solve will work themselves out. Mm -hmm. Your relational issues will often begin to work themselves out because there will be humility. There will be asking for forgiveness. There will be... Now, you can't fix the other person if they're not also humble and repentant. But like in parenting, I I don't find parenting books helpful. Mm -hmm. But like... If if I am if I am focusing on being the kind of person that God wants me to be in terms of humility and repentance and learning and asking for advice and looking for wise counsel, I I just am a better dad. Yeah. Right. I will say this: uh, 
One book that's helped me, the one parenting book for me, even though <laughs> Brooke would say there's others, she, she like will devour some of these. So um, she'd be laughing at this. Uh, uh, strong Father, Strong Daughters. You have daughters. You know, have, you, have you read that one, Meg Maker? Nope. That's a great one. Uh, but it's it. also, it's a very specific, clearly. You know, it's father-daughter relationship. But it more, it was just, it was reaffirming in the fact of what we're just talking about. Like, I have to be right with God first to be able to also understand what she is going through growing right. up so I can love her and, and show her Christ, yeah. essentially. It keeps coming back to that, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I, I find the best the best books for things like parenting are, are not about parenting. It's yeah. whether it's a biography or whatever. And so both stories of how, like, where parents do right yeah. and get it right and stories of yeah. where they get it terribly wrong. So, like, one of my favorite novels is The Great Santini by Pat Conroy, which is the quintessential awful father. What not to do. The Great Santini is the world's worst father. Just the most Mm. derogatory, verbally abusive, like runs his kids into the ground. And I'll tell you what, I learned a ton about being a dad from that book. Also about being a child, like how to interact with a dad when I don't get along with mine. Now, granted, my dad is not the great Santini by any stretch of the imagination. So, like, stories about parenting are far more impactful to me than books about how to parent. That's generally true for me. I don't like how-to books. Yeah, I was going to say, in general, that's been a recurring theme is – you you tend to learn more from the the example than from from prescriptive yeah um, types of types of writing, which is almost entirely which yeah. I think is actually more true of all of us than I think we like to admit. I mean, there is because you can get a you can get a whole bunch of principles out of out of a book, and those are usually about a pamphlet. Um, when you really boil it down. It's like the parenting TED Talk that should have stayed a sure. TED Talk. Well, exactly. Exactly. It's got to be 240 pages. Come on, guys. Right. I mean, we, we got to get it up to uh, at least 1999, maybe $22.99. If we're going to do a hardcover with Jacket, yeah, then we're looking at 22 to 24.99. Margin, margin, margin. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. We've been doing this too long. That's Dave's, yeah. right there. Dave's marketing <laughs> hat is, yeah, he's got the little spinners oh, going man. on right now. That's right. There you go. All right. Yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not in that position of like throw them all out and yes sure. that's not just me working and publishing and I'm I grateful am. for these shut up <laughs> uh, <laughs> content 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 uh, there you go um, no I I, I I get frustrated when there's like 10 new ones of that every year sure. it's kind of like alright there, there's sometimes you know if you look at bestsellers list in a variety of areas you'll see a few of these always kind of up there and some of that is just like well, it's what that store knows to promote and what the publisher keeps feeding them and people certainly are buying. So they just it just it's gonna fulfill that. But I mean but, that, doesn't that tell you how ineffective these books are when there are ten new ones every year and people are perpetually looking for the next one because the first fifteen they read didn't mm-hmm. fix their problems? Yep. Like that's there's yeah, an issue but, with the books. Right. There's also an issue with how people are approaching the no, books. No, no, I hear, I hear you, but sure. what? There's 330 million people in the United States now, take. something like that. Um, so if a book's been a phenomenon, it, it's doing like 5 million. I mean, like, you know, I mean, there, there are some that have right. done plenty of, let's say sure. it's like 5 million. Reaching like, what, 1.5% of the population? Right, right. Yeah. So in other words, like, yes, people are certainly reading them and they're definitely recommending them. That's how they it keeps selling. But... 
someone else is saying there's still a huge market out there who says, whoa, my book doesn't connect like, you know, the way uh, love, you know, love and respect doesn't connect with me. So I need to write another oh, one. That one's, you know what on, I mean? that one's on like, that's the bottom of the list for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> that book was built on a false paradigm I'm and I won't re- say anything else. It's not, I didn't think it was good. I will say this. The people I know who liked it no respect. were all oh. 25 to 30 years older than me. All the ones, all the people I've talked to who liked that book were, were like fifty, mid fifties and up, because yeah. they, it, it just, it was built around a, a paradigm of men want this yeah. and women want this, and I'm like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's, just, it's basically taking that, um, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus nonsense, yeah. and applying it to a Christian audience. Yeah. Right. It, so I, I did not enjoy that book much. But. No, I I couldn't honestly I couldn't be bothered to read it. Um, I was in a class at a church that tried to go through it, and oh, really? I just I just okay. quit. I quit going to the class. <laughs> <laughs> read about the first half of it, and I was like, "This is just not any good." My my wife read it, and um, she didn't really say much about it, which means it wasn't that helpful for her. So, I yeah. will say the the other aspect of these kinds of books that can be helpful is. If it's done in a way that leads to conversation, so in a parenting book that you can do in a way that leads to conversation either with your fellow parent or with your kids Mm -hmm. uh, or any sort of relationship book, if you're going to get married, you are married, whatever, like, because that that's where the that's where the benefit comes in. It's not so much I like the seven steps to a better whatever in the book. It's kind of where do we stand on this? It's it's like a a state of the relationship or a state of the parenting or that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, to that point, I mean, I've had really great conversations about some not very good books. Um, it's what this podcast is about. Oh, absolutely. We're talking about We're having a whole thing. We're living that example right now. Look at um, us. Yeah. I wonder, if they, have a for pod- you guys. I wonder if they have a, like a podcasting relationships book that we can read. Like, I don't know. Maybe we need to write that book. Do we need to write yeah. that book? Seven Steps to Not Hurting Dave's Feelings or something. Yeah, uh, Dave, can we... Uh, content, content, content. <laughs> All of you people, content. <laughs> no, content you. <laughs> so, uh, so guys, I think uh, we have sufficiently exhausted this, co- you know, this yeah. topic. What are we reading? Yeah, what are we reading I'm right reading now? Love and Respect. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so, I mean, I've got Love and Respect. I got the Love Dare. I got... Um, <laughs> I'm looking at everyone's face. I <laughs> am currently... <laughs> Finishing up a book that uh, I will undoubtedly have to bleep the title of um, called Humble Calvinism. So by um, our guest from a recent episode, Jeff Joff- Matters. Joffrey Matters. Our, yes. our upgrade on Dave. Great <laughs> Dave. Yes, who, um, who is still not – who's not dealing well with the fact that um, he's wrong about how to pronounce GIF. That's right. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I listened to it and I said, man. I but was, he's wrong. And the poll proves it. While I was walking the dog at 3 in the morning and listening to that episode, guys, I mean, That wow, sounds yeah. miserable. Why would well, you? at least I was making use of the time. I was in I mean, thanks for downloading and listening. Yeah, listening. Yeah, listeners, we're trying we to get our numbers up, guys. Yeah. Sorry, nice. we're struggling yeah. out here. So. I subscribed on like nine different podcast yeah. platforms yeah. just to get the numbers up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I set up all these fake accounts. Yeah, we we got like 36 <laughs> new reviews. 18 of them are from Barnabas. <laughs> we never had no, 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 someone. That's work. I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Whenever I meet someone, I'm like, can I have your phone for a second? I just download a few that's things right, for you. Right. It's fine. It's Please fine. subscribe to a podcast. I promise you'll like it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dave, what are you reading? Uh, I am reading uh, uh, Ellie Kemper's book, uh, My Squirrel Days. We need to, we need to talk to about the that audiobook, soon. Which is fun. Yeah. yeah. Why? Let me talk about it. So, I'm interested. Oh, yes. I'm yeah, interested yeah, in that. No, yeah, yeah, we need to great. talk about that. Yeah, you know um, we have a fr- we have a, a I, friend of the podcast who that's is right, reading Scarlett, it as well. So I don't know yeah. this book. Well, it's it's you think it's a comedy memoir. There you yeah. go. Think of okay. Tina Fey, and she's just trying to present Ellie. Uh, I've never met her at all, but she grew up very close to me in St. Louis. So there's it's funny Ooh. the places she describes. But what's funny about her, you know, who her one of her theater teachers was uh, growing up in St. Louis, John Hamm. Interesting. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be like ten years older, at least. Oh, at maybe, least maybe older probably than that. twenty. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's fun. I'm like halfway through cool. the audiobook, so great. She's amusing. She's not like laugh out loud. She's very quirky and. Um, Subtly, she's very, she's very, she's very Midwestern. There you go. Right. And so you, so you're the in accent no danger. is definitely. I'm from St. Louis. Right. So, so you're in no danger of um, losing control of your car and uh, you no. know not making it into to, the office. I'm trying to think of like a because comedy. of laughter. Yeah. No, I'm good. Okay. Is that, so a, is that a thing that often happens when people are listening to funny books or something? I don't know. Have you done that, Aaron? I, I certainly haven't. Okay. I have some. I, Tina Fey. I mean, I I've laughed had a couple. Out. I laughed really. I was doing like. 10-hour drive listening to Tina Fey's Posse Pants and of course like the kids are screaming at each other in the back and you know it's always like you're not being good <laughs> so the, la- the laugh like, is much more like ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing and, and Brooke is like looking at me in anger because I'm having such a good time driving the car <laughs> <laughs> listening to a really funny audio book like, so I'm did you read a marriage book after that? I, <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's called Love and Respect one. no no <laughs> No, that's she was a, not respecting you in that moment. Yes. And by the way, there's well deserved. I certainly was I, I not respecting nor loving her. I just got to say this: there's only one really good marriage book that I've read. I you read. say the Bible? Aside I swear. from the Bible, aside from the Bible, uh, Tim Keller's The Meaning of Marriage. It's a good one. It is good because <clears throat> it's not like a how-to book. Exactly, exactly, Correct. and that's, it focuses basically on all those things you were talking about: yeah. character. Mm. All right. Okay. What do you got? Uh, let's see. I've uh, I continued with my Pat Conroy kick because mm. uh, I haven't read his stuff in a few years. So I think on the recent episode I talked about the Lords of Discipline. Yep. So I finished that one, and then I moved on to South of Broad, which is one of his last novels. It wasn't one of his best, but yeah. it's still better That's than good. most novels out there. Yeah. The thing about Conroy is his prose is just like it it's like a runaway train in terms of just sort of like the crazy power of it and sometimes you're like that was insane and other times it's just tremendously exciting i love I, you know i couldn't help i was in charleston last year and of course walked around citadel yeah. again but also just walking around charleston uh, there's a bunch of like great little bookstores and yeah. they've got I have a fantastic collection of his books oh you would love i have, them. The food I have like an, a deep there. love and affection for charleston from a distance purely <sighs> because of pat conroy yeah really and i've never been yeah the his, history there so is fantastic the way that he it's, writes books yeah. His characters are characters, and wherever the book is set is a character. Yeah. So, Charleston, 
Buford, South Carolina, yeah, or like the right. Low Country of South yeah. Carolina. Like these 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 places and the culture mm-hmm. there are kind of written into the books in a really profound yeah. way. The kind of the old aristocracy of Charleston, those kinds of things. Yeah. Or the Citadel, Lords of Discipline is all about kind of his you know yeah. time at the Citadel, and yeah. they're all. Almost all his novels, not so much South of Broad, but his other ones are are autobiographical in a sense, too. So they call on his upbringing. I think that's part of the reason South of Broad was not quite as powerful because – he he's not sort of the central character of it in some yeah. ways, but yeah. they're still really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that I I love Conroy's writing, and he was one of those guys who. When, when authors write too many books, they usually write a bunch of bad books, and he didn't. Yeah. But that means we weren't left with a ton yeah. of books when he passed away either. So yeah. it's kind of a bummer. You like Prince you of Tides? I did. Mm-hmm. It wasn't one of my favorites of his, but it, mm-hmm. it was good. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's a hard one it's to hard. read I mean, for they're, sure. They're all kind of hard. All, all anyway, of his, yeah. yeah, that's the thing is he yeah. does not write a book that's like a gentle hug. They're yeah. all like you get to one point and you're like, oh, I just got an elbow in the teeth from Pat it. Conroy. Like it, they're yeah. aggressive. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, uh, this was a good conversation. Uh, I did not expect it to go where it went, but uh, we went for it. So, um, yeah. Thanks for listening. If uh, you're finding the show helpful, you're enjoying it, do leave. make sure you leave your five-star rating and review on iTunes. Um, gushing praise only, please. Or make fun of Dave. Or both. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Until next time, see you later. Bye. <laughs> This is an area code podcast.